Hey, if you want to listen to the full Burt Show every day, uninterrupted, we got no ads on that thing, all you have to do is become a bonus BS subscriber. That's Bonus Burt Show. Find out more at thebirtshow.com slash bonus BS. The Burt Show. Back from the bubble guts. <laughs> she survived. <laughs> she was out yesterday, man. Stomach problem, huh? Oh, God. Yeah, I got really bad food poisoning from chicken, which <gasps> always goes over well. I felt totally fine. And I knew, I was like, somebody's going to make a joke about how I couldn't survive Valentine's Day and I had to take off work <laughs> right. the next day because it was so depressing. Uh-huh. But I went to bed feeling totally fine, woke up at midnight, and I was like, hmm, something's all right. And proceeded to throw up everything I'd eaten ah, that day. Carrots, by the way. Oh, that's uh, neat. Oh, yeah. That's oh, a fun wow. splash of color in the turlet. Yeah. Surprisingly, they come out with the same shape uh, as they did going mm. in. So I was Did throw- you chew it before you swallowed? Yeah. That's normally how it works. <laughs> that's normally what one does, but they still looked a little uh, carroty. So <laughs> I, I was throwing up for hours, and I have never taken a sick day off work. Mm. I came from a household where no matter what, unless you're literally throwing up, you go to school, uh, or <laughs> I didn't follow this rule in college. If I was hungover, I would for sure skip class. But in terms of work, like I've literally never had a sick day. So I'm like throwing up over the toilet. It's like 2 a.m. And I'm like, I have to, I have to send a text and tell my can't come in tomorrow. So I'm, I think the text that I sent was, I don't know what the protocol is, but I can't come in tomorrow. Yeah. I'm currently keeled over the toilet. The shame, the shame that goes in on actually calling out or in whatever they're calling it these days for the first time. Um, and um, food poisoning is one of those where uh, it's one of those things that you call out for and people are like, come on, is it really? Or is she hung over, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We didn't, by the way. But that's one of those things. I've had it way too many times in my life. And I think I've made the same mistake over and over and over again. Hey, Cass. Uh, way over and over and over again is I will pull something out of the fridge or order something from a restaurant and smell it doesn't smell right to me. And then I go in anyway. I start talking myself out of it like, nah, it's probably fine. And then I eat it and I get food poisoning every time. Yeah. So you have sick days for a reason. Yeah. Use them. I I know. I know. So I was feeling a little bubbly all day. I I woke up and I was like, okay, I think I feel a little bit better. And then I went for a walk and I was like, "Mm, I need to turn around. So if you saw me at Chastain Park uh, sprinting back to my apartment, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. Wow. That's quite a pace Abby has. Look at that. Little marathon runner. Look at them little legs. Look at them. Uh, All right. Just equally as sickening. Men doing men things to you, and you still can't figure it out. Oh, God, yeah. I told this story a couple of months back about how this guy had reached out to me after I gave him gave him my number, and then he went totally MIA. He asked for my number and then proceeded, proceeded to ghost me, like, immediately. So I had been out to brunch with a friend. We needed to get drinks, like, immediately. So I went up to the bar, chatted the bartender. A guy comes up next to me, and while I'm waiting for my drink, we start having a little moment starting to feel a little chemistry. I'm like, hey, something might be here. So before I bring my drinks back to my friend, he ends up getting my, he ends up getting my number. I gave him my number. I gave him my digits, went back to talk with my friend. You paint this picture like, I don't know if you want these, but you're taking them. I'm like, here's my my phone number. (laughs) I, I was catching a vibe. Like it was, I wasn't pushing my number on him for real. Like I, I was like, before I leave, do you want my number? Like, just in case, do you want to talk to me? So I give him my number, head back to brunch with my friend. And then like the next day or something, he ends up texting me. I play it cool. I don't overthink my response. And I just send him something like he had asked me how my day had been. And I was like, oh, it was good. I just did X, Y, and Z. Typical Saturday. And then left it at that. And then I waited. 
Mm-hmm. And then I waited. And then I waited a really long time because he had never responded. And we had come to the conclusion that it was odd behavior, but I had gotten a lot of DMs saying, you should have asked him a question or other, otherwise he would have responded yeah. back, which was, I thought, a little bit um, <laughs> dumb, uh-huh. but <laughs> whatever, it's fine. And I, By the way, I don't buy that philosophy. Do you buy that? Like, if a dude is into you, it doesn't matter. I don't think it really matters most of the time, but I do think sometimes a, a guy may feel, if, if he's been ghosted a lot, then he, in the back of his mind, if a woman is not showing interest, he might see it as a sign to back out. Yeah, and a couple of people are like, well, you're on the radio. Maybe he thinks you're getting DMs from a lot of guys. I'm not. And just felt like <laughs> he needed to bow out of this. So I thought I was never going to hear from Brunch Boy again <laughs> until this weekend. I got a message from him. And so how I, long has it been? Um, I've been leaving him hanging for a week now. Okay. Because I've been waiting to chat about it on the but air. But when he sent the, uh, the text a week ago, how long had it been? Oh, I think like November. Oh, sure. So oh, it's been... Wow. It's been a long time. Yeah. This is what the kids are calling submarining, right? Yeah. They're there. Popping back up again. And oh, they yeah. go back down and then they come back up just uh-huh. to peek around a little bit and they head back down underneath <laughs> the surface, right? Um, what time did his text come in? Uh, let's check. That's going to so, speak volumes. Here's I the think. thing. He didn't, where'd my phone, where'd my phone go? Oh, he didn't text me. He sent me a DM. So oh, I okay. didn't mention this in my original story, but he had followed me on Instagram after he had texted me. So let's see. I think it was in the morning because I think he was asking me about how my night was the night before. Again? Let me see. He's <laughs> like, how? And I was like, I was like, I'm going to ask a question this time if I do respond. He's, he's asking the same question again. Yeah. How was, how was right. your day? Three how was later? your weekend? Yeah. How was your night? Right. Spice mm. it up, bro. <laughs> he needs a new line. Hang on, I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. These are the missionary positions of texts right here. Here he is. The okay. same basic thing over and over and over. A little small talk. Nothing exciting about it, but that's getting the job that's done. Mini- that's not even small talk. That's a minuscule that's talk. Not- I can barely see that talk. It's teeny tiny talk. Okay, so... He was asking about our bitter ball on Friday because I had posted a lot of drunk videos where uh-huh. I did look very good in my stories. Oh, your pants were fire. 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 So <laughs> at 10 p.m. on Saturday, so this would have been a full 24 hours afterwards. Okay. He asked me if I had a good time that night. Okay. So it was 10 p.m. the following night. Hmm. Mm. Mm. 10 p.m. the final. This is a weekend night or a weeknight? Saturday night. night. Saturday. Saturday night at 10 o'clock. Yep. Okay. So now I'm like... Do, do I give him? Do I shoot my shot again? Do I ask him a question this time by a follow up uh, text, or do I just let, let this man go? That, that was to see if she was available Saturday night text, right? I don't or is know. That just me? For me, if it's ten o'clock at night, yeah, he's trying to come up with something just to to ping you almost to see what you're doing. Is that like mm. a, a feelers DM? That's kind of what I feel. Either he's out already, or he's on his way out, and he's trying to set something up for later in the night. Ah, uh, so there would be nothing sexier than texting him at 6.06 a.m. on a Friday, a week later. <laughs> you should. Yes. Yeah, you should, right? That's exactly yeah. what you should do. Oh, right now. Oh, I, yeah. I do like that. Okay, yeah. but I'm not mad at that. Let's come up with a creative text, though, to kind of say, F you, but I'm still interested. Okay. <laughs> Should I just say that? Screw you, but I'm still interested. A minuscule hey. not a big one. Um, well, how about we're cute about it and just put, like, still recovering in some kind of, like, a, like emoji. But do I need to ask a question? <laughs> this man might never respond if I don't ask a question. How about this? Where you been? That's a question. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Then, you, then you seem invested. Yeah. yeah. We're, like and we're it bothered not. you. We're, we're not. not invested. Yeah, we're not bothered. Yeah, this is just a bit for the radio at this point. I how just, about what have you been up to? 
Okay. So if they're like still recovering, like making it light and funny, still recovering some kind of cute emoji. And then what have you been up to? Okay. I love this texting tutor that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Still recovering. What emoji should Just I do? Whatever emoji makes you happy as far as like a laughing, like a haha, like because I'm, you know. Sick face, something like that. Yeah. Okay, I'm just going to do like a casual LOL. I feel like emoji says too invested. Okay. um, But LOL is kind of like, ha ha, but like, I don't care. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Okay, still recovering LOL. What was the second part? What have you been up to? What have you been up to? And I'm not going to do a question mark because it just makes me feel more like lax. Like, okay. Like, what have you been up to? Whatever floats your boat. Okay, still recovering LOL. What have you been up to? (laughs) Okay. No, I'm going to do the question mark. No, <laughs> hang do on. Do the question mark. It's a question. You are, it's yeah. okay. Here, here, here. He might get confused and not respond. Here you go. Here you go. We're matching energy. Did he put a question mark when he asked you how, like, what are, what are you up to or whatever? He did use proper grammar. Okay, okay, there then, is a question mark. Then oh, what a match nerd. energy. Okay. This is such a nerd. Right. Using proper question mark. <laughs> question mark loser. and everything. Yeah. Okay, still recovering. <laughs> LOL, period. What have you been up to? Question mark. God, yes. this is really what you got to go through back and forth with yeah. these texts now. Yeah. Is like this punctuation say something that I don't want it to say? All is it an key. LOL? Is yeah. it an emoji? How's it going to be interpreted? Let me ask you this. Are all these definitions that when a text comes in and you're trying to figure out exactly what it means based on a comma or na- is this a woman thing or are dudes that way also? I don't do it. I mean, I think about what I'm going to say. But I don't think about, like, how the emojis or how I'm going to say it or the punctuation. That doesn't even cross my mind. Well, here's the thing. If I had done things, quote, unquote, right the first time, like, if I had workshopped it with a group of people, they might have said, <laughs> ask him a question. Otherwise, he might think that you're not interested. So mm-hmm. I think to an extent, like, it's a both both a man and woman thing. All right. Here's a concept for you, okay, that I don't even know that I'm going to be able to communicate this early in the morning. What if you respond in the most authentic Abby way, Okay. Whatever you want to respond to. If this dude is right for you, the way that you're going to respond is the right answer. I agree. I feel like this response is fine. Still recovering, LOL. What have you been up to? I think it's perfect. But Bert's right. Like, at the end of the day, if if it's the right dude, it doesn't matter how you respond. A question mark ain't going to scare your future husband away. There you go. (laughs) All right. I'm (laughs) going (laughs) to... That laugh, right? The laugh will do it. I've lost a lot of men in my day. I think because I authentically... want to just bring me to, I, I love, I love you so much. I am in rock bottom. <laughs> I spent Valentine's Day alone and then I had the bubble guts and now I've got to respond to this man who doesn't even like Agreed. me. Agree. <laughs> when gonna, you put it that way. I'm going to send it exactly how we've written it out because yep. the first time I responded authentically and it didn't work so it just shows that men don't like me for who I am. Abigail. So, <laughs> I just sent that? She sent it. I just sent it. Great. Okay. You just lost $1,000. No, she did not. Yes, yeah, she did. That's he a bit on the air. Yes, she did. Oh, my gosh. Yes, she absolutely. Wait, bring the, bring the bed down for a second. You just lost a thousand dollars. Yes, her while you she's did. Down. No, stop. Full disclosure. You said, you said in the bed, if a man reaches out to her, she is allowed to respond. That's and that true. is exactly That's what true. happened. Ooh, he reached true. out to her, but she just has chosen not to respond for a week, thus following your instructions by mm. acting like she don't give up. That that's true. Are you giving her ten percent or something? No. <laughs> you should be now because that was Chris, damn good. It was good. Kristen's getting a hundred dollars. That was good. I'm still in the game. He came to me, and if y'all had said don't respond, I would have not responded. But I followed y'all's advice. I'll tell you what was weird. When I told you you lost a thousand dollars, my nipples got hard. <laughs> <laughs> I got aroused that I was saving a thousand dollars. We need to get you out more. I'm, 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 I'm gonna call HR and get a bigger settlement. <laughs> 
The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. This man spent $42,000 to go to jail. I'm talking about the streaker from the Super Bowl from last weekend. He said that he planned on placing a bet that if somebody would streak at the Super Bowl, and then he planned to be the streaker so that he could win the bet. But turns out that bet doesn't exist. You know, the point was to make money as I was going to stream, right? Because, you know, you could go to a bookie and you could bet if somebody's going to streak, wow, you could pay up to a thousand X. And I'm like, dude, this is a no brainer. And ended up having that the bet doesn't exist. It's non-existent. And then I'm like, damn. So Alex Gonzalez decided, you know what, even though there's not a bet, I still want to spend $42,000 on front row seats and do it anyway. I am in too deep at this point where I can't back out anymore. So I bought the tickets the day before the Super Bowl. There were 42000 I uh, got it for me and my friend. We were, we were front row. And then he decided, you know what, I'm going to streak anyway. You know, the guys, they were just doing their job. You know what I mean? I was trying to run as fast as I can, but there's more of them than there is me. So they caught it to me pretty quick. As soon as I saw I was cornered, I just threw myself to the floor, put my hands behind my back. I knew I was already. My son Hollis and I go through this every time we're at a sporting event now when we check out the security guards and we try to predict how long we could last on the field if we actually went down there and started running. Not, not naked, but just running. And he's a lot more confident than I am. He, he'll say, like, oh, at least five minutes. Look at, they're out of shape. They'll never catch me. And I'm like, I don't even think I'd make it out of the stands. <laughs> <laughs> I got 30 seconds of me. That's about yeah. it. That's a long time. I mean, mm-hmm. when you're running from multiple security guards, yeah. 30 seconds is a pretty decent amount mm-hmm. of time. I think I could ju- juke the first two of them. You yeah. think? Yeah, oh, I, think my, I, I think I can get past two. My yeah. knees don't allow me to do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> if this I'm running, a, it's a straight line. Yeah, <laughs> this is a no juke zone now. Yeah. And this fool saying, I was in too deep. I couldn't back yeah, out. Right. Yes, you could. Could. Nobody puts your feet to the fire to buy those tickets and to yeah. go to that game and to sit front row and to run out on the field. Yeah, say what you want to say, dude. You wanted some social media clout. That's yeah, it. 100%. Exactly. All right, nobody was drunker on the face of the planet than Travis Kelsey at the Kansas City Chiefs victory parade. Obviously, this was before all hell broke loose and a gunman started firing, which I know you guys talked about yesterday. But we just need to give a moment for Travis Kelsey singing Friends in Low Places and throwing shade to the 49ers. I want everybody a part of this thing. <laughs> if you know this song, sing along. Blame it all on my roots. <laughs> I showed up in boots and ruined the Niners affair. <laughs> the last one to know. We were the last one to show. We were the last ones they thought they'd see there. And I saw the surprise. That fear in their eyes. They went, took that glass of champagne. Pat, Pat took that glass of champagne, I promise you. When I took, and I toasted you. Wow. Honey, we threw what I never. What? That, is, that should be everybody that wins a championship. <laughs> that big a game right there. So at this point, Travis can barely stand up, and so uh, then Pat Mahomes ends up taking the mic from him. <laughs> I got friends. The 
Sounds of winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's what that is. I'd probably be the exact same way. Same way. Let me ask you guys this, though. Uh, and we'll probably extend the uh, entertainment buzz a little bit here. I saw Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey specifically, getting a lot of crap online yesterday because not only were they celebrating their big Super Bowl win, but they were going from private party to private party also. They can make a lot of money that night. I mean, people will pay like $250,000 for them just to show up and drink their booze, walk through the club, and take off, right? Uh, the, the the feeling I was getting yesterday online was that a lot of people were upset that they were celebrating from place to place after there was a shooting in Kansas City. One person died. There were 20 that were injured. And here these guys are, according to the Internet, going from place to place partying, and it, it seemed inappropriate to them. What's your take on that? So... It was so unfortunate and heartbreaking what happened at that parade and that uh, a Kansas City radio DJ lost her life. I think in that moment, uh, um, you, you put everything else aside and you think about your fans who showed up to celebrate you and who, who were there um, for you. And then you scrap everything else you have planned. Hmm. I think I think everything gets canceled and you just you you go home. I mean, some of the play like one of the players I read um, his 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 take on what happened or his experience. And like there was a little kid next to him and he just grabbed him and picked yeah. him up and mm-hmm. ran into a building and hid in a closet. Like that was a terrifying moment. I mean, it obviously it affected the person who died. It affected the 20, 20 plus people who were shot. And then every single person who was there, I mean, that's that's a lasting trauma for everybody who had to be a part of a mass shooting and were fearing for their life. So if you're so, one of those players, you're not going no, out afterwards. I am not. Out of, um, pers- like, personally, just out of respect. Like, and it's it's this weird thing because you, like, you don't want to let the terrorists win. You don't want to, like, it's not fair. But at the same time, like, it happened. So I, I, I would just be like... Our fans got hurt. One of our fans died. Um, we're going to call it. We're going to call it a night. How about you, Ma? I, I somewhat see both sides of it because mm-hmm. I, I, I don't like to say that you let the terrorists win, as you say. And I, I know how you wait your whole life to win a Super Bowl, man. I mean, to anybody who can get to that point in your life, you can't even explain what it's probably like to be in that position and to want to celebrate that. So I understand feeling like there's always something unfortunate, unfortunately, going on in the world. And if you if you allow it to stop yourself from living and enjoying your accomplishments, mm-hmm. you might not celebrate ever. So I, I understand the people who feel like they would push through. But for me, I wouldn't be able to celebrate after. So I'd seen a little bit of this chatter on Twitter. And I guess my question is, is there proof that they were at clubs and parties? Because the one photo that I saw was like them all at a restaurant. They're like, this is the party that everyone's talking about. No, they were partying. They were raging. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So I I think both things can be true. I I think I think we can be incredibly heartbroken for what happened in Kansas City that day and, and realize that. We, we live in a in a country where there's a serious gun problem. Um, but I, I also hate to see the bad guys win. And I kind of feel like if you if you let them steal the joyous parts of that day as well, I kind of feel like it's letting them win a little bit. I kind of had the same thoughts that you guys had yesterday as I was chew, chewing on this also. Um, so I'll only repeat what you guys are saying, so I won't. The one observation I did make, <clears throat> though, is I wonder if this happened 20 years ago, if our conversation would be totally different. Now it seems so commonplace. Oh, somebody went into a crowd, sprayed the crowd, and only one person died. You know what? Let's party. 20 years ago, 
it would have, we would have been devastated. But now it's so commonplace. Like you say, like, it's like, ah, just one person. Yeah. I also, I wonder too, like, did they know at that point in time that there had been a fatality mm. and, and how many people mm. had been shot? Um, I, I don't know when that news was disclosed. So maybe they knew that there were shots, but they weren't aware of the severity of what had happened. Yeah. And were they like contractually, contractually obligated to show up to some of these places? And if they didn't show up and, you know, I feel like there's maybe more that we don't know. Yeah, it's complicated. Yeah. Yep. My ass would have gone home. Yeah. 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 The 2024 Met Gala theme will be the Garden of Time. But what does this even mean for fashion's biggest night? It's on your next eBuzz on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. Certainly wasn't on the schedule, but this is fun. I think we are doing a live texting tutor with Abby right now and Submarine Boy. <laughs> <laughs> He's Brunch Boy. Okay, well, Submarine uh, is a term now for dating when dude's interested, ghosts you, meaning he goes underneath the surface and then pops back up with his, I think we can call it a periscope. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I think he's thinking with his periscope right now. <laughs> so he pops back up, takes a look around, all right, makes contact, and then goes underneath the surface again, which is what has happened here. Yeah. So a couple months ago, like way back in November, I met this guy out when I was having brunch with a friend. He, I gave him my number. He texted me. I texted him back, and then I never heard from him again. And then when I posted some hot selfies on my Instagram last weekend, he decided, huh. I'm going to message this girl, even though it's been four months. Is that, is that a new nose I see? Her nose looks like And those pants, incredible. So he decided to message me. And I, because I'm in my I don't care about men era, I decided to wait until we talked about it on air to decide whether or not I was going to respond. So you guys gave me something to say. And then I sent it. And he ended up messaging me back. Mm -hmm. All right, so read the entire interaction. Okay. I just want proof that I have not opened this yet. You can see all the, the fresh DM. Uh -huh. Before you do, let me throw this out there. Let me submit this. I feel it was disrespectful for him to bail for four months and then hit you back. I don't know that we should have sent anything at all. Okay, I can Screw delete this, it. dude. I, I agree with you, but it's too late. Too yeah, late now. Okay, yeah, I should have thought that about that 45 minutes yeah, ago. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's too good of a bit now. Yeah. Um, I don't really under. I can see the first couple words. I don't know what this means. I'm a little worried for him. He's going to look like a, he might look like a weirdo. Uh, oh, no, no, this makes sense. Okay. Um, Haha, -ha, this person is one of the owners of the club that you went to. Uh, he was showing me pictures of the event. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was really drunk that night. Yeah. Uh, he's a good friend of mine. Um, I've been working on insert place of work here. We're opening a new place. Insert place here. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to be vague because I don't want to like. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. absolutely. Um, okay. What do I say to that? So, well, read it for those who are just tuning in, like read the full exchange oh, yes, between yes. you and him. So he said, oh, did you have fun at XYZ Club last night? I said, I'm still recovering, LOL, because I'm casual and I don't care. And then because my fatal mistake last time was I didn't ask him a question, which is why people think he ghosted <laughs> me. I decided to ask a question. I said, what have you been up to? And then he explained, I guess, why he was asking about that club. Mm, okay, because he's so he wants you to know. Place. He wants you to know that was very pointed, that he was not stalking your Instagram. <laughs> it wasn't the photos he saw on your profiles mm -hmm. because he has a friend who worked at the club and mm -hmm. he was looking at that those photos and you just happened to pop up in said photos. Uh, that's so embarrassing. I did some weird things that night. I become very <laughs> weird after three glasses of wine. <laughs> so I'm a, little bit, I'm a little worried that he decided to message yeah. me after this. I like weird Barbie Abby. I thought she was 
was amazing. Yeah, and there was so much weirdness that night around you that it might have made you look normal. Okay, I mean, you yeah. were standing yeah, next to a man wearing a shark head, a, a, a cat head, and yeah. an eagle head. You there was a I mean? drunk shark dancing around you at one point. Are you sure we didn't take a gummy that night? Are you sure that's not what the, the fake weed is, is not actually Not confirming like? or denying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so he sent a very detailed message back. Very. Paragraphs. Or yes. not paragraphs, quickly, but it looks like paragraphs. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, um, and quickly, I mean, hello, look at what time it is. Mm-hmm. His is open-ended. He doesn't ask you a question, so maybe you just bounce now. Yeah. Okay, bye. That's true. Right? Good. I mean, if that yeah. was the logic in the first, man, then you're done. All right, I'll just like it and move on. I like I, that. I feel like liking it is like, like I'm acknowledging no. your... Okay, no. No. So just ignore it? Yeah. What? Liking it is like a dismissal almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, so I'm just going to dismiss Nothing. it, period? If no. the logic we were using at first was that you didn't ask him a question so he had the right to bounce. Well, now he didn't ask you a question, so you've got the right to bounce. That's matching energy, right? 100%. I agree. Honestly, now I become a hypocrite because we were like, he should have responded anyway, even though I didn't ask a question. But I want to put it on the record. Perfectly fine with doing this. So I opened it. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I'm Closing my phone. There you go. And that's it. You're done. Okay, so if we are choosing our own adventure here, if he texts back, then it could be game on. If you don't hear from him, then he's dead forever. Well, I just don't think he's going to respond, period, now. Uh, He might, though. You'd be surprised by how many people will respond because you're not responding. Yes. I think that's what Mo and I were trying to say with this whole month is that the more you you make yourself less available, the more valuable and attractive you Mm -hmm. come. So if you don't write anything back, my guess is, as a guy... It's going to hit you back. I think it's going to hit you back, too. Okay, well, <laughs> the phone has been locked. The message has been opened. <laughs> Let's ride, baby. Done and done. All right. <laughs> I like to. Let's we'll see how this all pans out. Okay? All right. If you listen to The Burt Show, you know we call romantic alone time piano playing. And if you want to get a little bit better at playing your music sheet between the sheets, the best way to get started is to go to adamandeve.com right now. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item, plus free shipping and rush processing. And that's not all. When you select your one item, you'll also get a free kit that includes an item for him, a special toy for her, and something we know you'll both enjoy. The kit includes six free movies for your viewing pleasure, and Adam and Eve wants to make your life easy. They've got discreet shipping as your privacy is a priority, plus 100% free shipping with rush processing on your entire order. Bring more pleasure and satisfaction into your piano playing room. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item, something adventurous or something you've always desired. Just enter code ABBY, A-B-B-Y at checkout. That's Abby, A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This is an exclusive offer specific to this podcast, so be sure to use code ABBY to get your discount at adamandeve.com. The Burt Show. All right, Cassie, if you were the president, we have chewed on this before. If you were the president of your own country, what is the first maybe superficial law that you would pass? For me, uh, I would ban all wicker. In any country, I hate wicker. <laughs> there it goes. <laughs> Bye-bye. Nothing good comes from you sitting on wicker. Leaving those lines on the back of your legs. Little waffle ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that you should be able to push somebody down once a year. Uh, yeah, specifically, it's people that are trying to get on the elevator as I'm getting off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like Wish you should be able did. to push it once a year. And I told you guys before, I feel like when somebody, um, like, blocks an intersection and you've got the green light and you can't get through because they're in the intersection, you should be able to plow into that car once a year. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Cassie, for you, if you were the president of Cassie Land. Oh, it's Castlevania. Okay. That, that's, my, that's my town. For me, it is really... Don't compare people to other people. 
And you would think it was a compliment being compared to a celebrity. And it's very interesting how one person's nice can be another person's hurt. And I'm not saying don't do it. I'm not saying I was so offended by it. Yeah, whatever you do, don't come up to me and tell me I look like Giselle Bundchen. Okay? Yeah, who would want that? Don't, don't right. tell me that. <laughs> Ew. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing is you don't know what that person feels about that celeb. So mm-hmm. you may think that's a compliment and then you may she that person may absolutely hate Giselle Bunchton. So it happened to me the other day, repeatedly, this person I've seen them multiple times and every time they're like, You look like Rebel Wilson and they keep calling me Rebel Wilson instead of my name. Oh no, mm. no, that's that's Too that's far. weird. Well, they think it's a compliment and Rebel Wilson is a fantastic actress and this is no shade on her whatsoever literally whatsoever the thing is I know why they're saying I look like Rebel Wilson because I got it when Adele used to be bigger somebody told me I look like Adele again Mm. phenomenal and no shade on the body it's just when I've been working on my body image to be and Mm. I'm feeling good and then to be compared to somebody who is notably heavy in the media Again, not bad, but it's just it, it, mm. triggering is too intense of a word. But it just kind of put me in the slump for the day when off-putting. I was like, yeah, I'm like feeling good. And then I'm like, oh, I guess I look like Rebel Wilson before. And she's notably very. Is that what people see when they look at me mm. is my weight? I see. And so then I get into my mm. own head. And this is very much a me thing. But my thing is, you know, when I got called Adele before it was from behind and again in my head I'm like is this what I look like is this what people see when they look at me they don't see me for who I am they just see well there's a fat chick let me compare her to the other fat chicks mm. I look nothing like Rebel Wilson I re- I do not think I look like her <laughs> no, you don't. at all and she's beautiful there's nothing wrong with her but uh-huh. if you had said Bryce Dallas Howard or Jessica Chastain <laughs> it's a stretch but we have red hair so I'd be like <laughs> I get it but so in my head, I'm like, cool. All people see when they look at me is fat. I feel you. And, you know, it's okay. And I got over it real fast, but it definitely dinged, like, my good mood. And so my thing is, before you tell someone they look like someone else, make sure that they like mm. that person. <laughs> and maybe don't say it to a stranger. Yeah. I've got a good one, which I got... Um, what's his name? Uh, Patrick Dempsey. I'll accept that one. I think you'd have to be. I can see that. Very mm-hmm. going very fast in a car and pass me, uh, <laughs> and get whiplash. But I could see that. The one I haven't liked over the years is Robin Williams. What? Robin? You get that? Yeah, that's not a good looking dude. If I'm going to be compared to somebody, I want somebody dashing. Oh, I well. I I think Robin Williams is is a good looking man. I also think like his sense of humor makes him good looking. But I don't think you look like Robin Williams. No, I've got that a couple of times. Wow. Really? Right, you guys? Uh, well, I would get Janet from the Good Place a lot. But now that I've got my nose job, I get different ones. So I don't personally hate it. But I have seen it. I've seen this uh, come up a lot. Specifically, I, I actually just saw a video on TikTok about this. So I had just watched this new series on Netflix called One Day. And one of the main characters, one of the romantic leads is an Indian woman. And this girl on TikTok was saying, stop comparing me to every Indian woman who is a lead in a, mm-hmm. in a main show. Just because she's a famous woman of the same race does not mean we look alike. Although I will say the woman in the specific TikTok looked exactly like her. I was like, I can see it for other women. 
woman, but like, but hmm. for the, you specifically, you do look like that woman. Okay, Mo, let's hear it. White people have told you you look like who? It's <laughs> <laughs> been quite a few. I'm, I'm with Cass on this one. I've never liked it. I've never had somebody say you look like so and so, and I saw it as a compliment. Not because I don't like them. I just want to be me. Like I feel yeah. like I look like me. Right. That's it. But I've gotten, I got Soldier Boy probably more than anybody else. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm pulling Soldier Boy. Oh, take, it, take it easy, Tommy. You should not have told me that. <laughs> okay, you look nothing like. I, I used Soulja to get Soldier Boy all there. the time when I was younger. I all the time. Um, no. You don't see it? Soldier Not Boy, me. tell him that F off. <laughs> Superman up out of here. Um, I got Soldier Boy and Anthony Hardaway. I don't know if y'all know Penny Hardaway, yeah, the yeah, former yeah. basketball yeah, player, sure. and Nick either. Cannon. Those are the three I probably get more than anything. No, what? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. People always say Nick Cannon would play me in a movie. <laughs> I don't see that. Who's that? That's Penny? This is Anthony Hardaway. Y'all, no. see, y'all see that? No. I, don't, I never yeah. saw that either. No. Nope. So I think Cassie's got a point. Just don't. Just yes. don't do it. Just don't. No All point. Right. Let's check in with Bree here real quick because she is wondering if she should try to define a relationship with a guy before he walks out the door and takes a rest, uh, takes a uh, another job. Hey, Bree, good morning. Good morning. Hi. I don't mean to cut you short. We just got a couple of minutes here. So what you got going on this weekend? Um, I'm going out of town, but I kind of hinted to him if he wanted to come because he knows my sister and her husband and he's not coming oh he's not no he didn't on valentine's day i kind of hinted for him to come but he never wanted to come he said he was busy so i think it's just gonna fizzle out so initially you're you were gonna hit us up and say should i should i invite him yeah but since then you already got the details that he he don't want to come so this relationship's over that's what I'm going to go for because I'm not wasting my time. No, good for, good you. for you. I'm sorry because, I mean, I, I, was, I was the one who said, like, he's the one who's going to be leaving the country. So it's his responsibility to bring up this conversation with you. And the fact that he mm-hmm. hadn't, I felt like, you know, spoke volumes. The guy thought, well, he's going to wait till because, you know, it's, it's still a couple months away because I know it had gotten pushed him leaving, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So the guys were like, he's going to wait probably till the last minute to address it. But regardless, you have ah. to think about your future. Okay, now I remember this. I had forgotten the initial call. Yeah. Okay. Me too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you guys had been going out with each other for how long? Since New Year's. Okay. So, yeah, they've been going out a couple months. He's he's going out of the country. And she was just like, where where is this going? And Good he for wasn't, you. Yeah. Good for you. Know your worth. Don't waste any more of your time. <laughs> Good for you. You did the right no. thing. I know it feels kind of icky right now, yeah. but self-esteem-wise, you did the right thing. Absolutely. It'll pay off in the long run. He's thinking of himself. Now it's time for you to think about yourself. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> Thank you for the update, Bree. Appreciate it. Uh, thank you. Bye-bye. The Burt Show. You know when body shaming and encouraging <laughs> bullying is included in the message? You're going to be my bad take of the week. So Paige and Parker of the Twin Telepathy Podcast... Posted, posted this onto their Instagram. What are your thoughts on the body positive movement? Is it okay to tell people they need to lose weight? And this is what they had to say. When did 180 become the new 150 for women? For women. I'm like, yeah. why is your short ass walking around here almost 200 pounds? The thing I was telling you about, she was just like, 
I'm a fat Asian. Of course my parents like shame me whenever I eat. Bitch was 5'2", 180. I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> you need to put shame. Some- Bring back bullying just a little bit because I feel like nowadays people just have no shame. They don't because it's like, you can't, you can't judge me. You can't pick on me for that. Like, yeah. that's not okay. You can't body shame. You can't pick on people's bodies. That's what it's called now. I just feel like if you have a podcast, you should um, invest in good audio equipment so you can understand what you're, <laughs> what you're saying. I want to understand your bad take with good audio. I so, think those mics show you that they don't need a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and this goes in hand. I mean, I sent this to uh, Abby, but now that I'm thinking about it, I want to go ahead and read it right now. So Amy Schumer just posted something really powerful um, and has a message for everybody. So she has a new show called Life and Beth that's that's out and she's been doing a lot of promotion for it, right? So she's been doing the circuit and doing tons of interviews. And she posted at midnight tonight, binge both full seasons of At Life and Beth Hulu. And thank uh, thank you so much for everyone's input about my face. I've enjoyed feedback and deliberation about my parents as all women do for almost 20 years. (laughs) And you're right. It is puffier than normal right now. I have endometriosis, an autoimmune disease that every woman should read about. There are some medical and hormonal things going on in my world right now, but I'm okay. Historically, women's bodies have barely been studied medically compared to men. The book All in Her Head does a good job explaining this. I also believe a woman doesn't need an excuse for her physical appearance and owes no explanation. But I wanted to take the opportunity to advocate for self-love and acceptance of the skin you're in. Like every other woman slash person some days, I feel confident and good as hell. And others, I want to put a bag over my head. Mm -hmm. But I feel strong and beautiful and so proud of this TV show I created, wrote, starred in, and directed. Maybe, just maybe, we can focus on that for a little. I had backup dancers on Fallon, but my face is the headline. Anyway, I hope you enjoy life and Beth. Love and solidarity, Amy. I'm still choosing to believe that it's just a sliver of people that are idiots. Um, because when you when we highlight these kind of stories or when you're online, obviously these are the ones that guess get most traction. And I really do think it can change your soul a little bit. I want to believe these women here that are saying, bringing back, bring back bullying. You should be able to tell any woman that's overweight that she's overweight. You don't think these women know? Yeah. You don't think they're struggling with that? I mean, Cassie talks about this almost every week here, right? So literally saying like you should be able to bully somebody because they don't fit your aesthetic profile what a moron but just a sliver of people are morons that, yeah that's what's so weird to me like it's not if this was a couple of doctors even then it's it would be reprehensible but i'm just like why is it your job to come into my world when i don't know you and tell me that i need to change my body because you don't right. well go away don't look at me then if it really bothers you that much yeah why does my weight bother you so bad right. yeah it, and yeah. Uh, to the point where you want to publicly shame me and deride me and make me feel like crap over how i look it's just bananas here's the struggle sometimes i go through um doing this show and just scrolling through social media and also the news Look, we get results from our podcast every single day that tell us segment by segment what you guys are into and what you're not into, right? A story like this that is extraordinarily like... What's the word I'm looking for? It's like it's it's a fringe story. So it's not like a majority of people think this think this way, but it's like a fringe person and it's the um 
it's the outlandishness of it. Yeah, and this is human um, nature now. To click on something like this or to watch it, that's why it's all around us. Negativity cells. <clears throat> Negativity cells, and especially leading up to next week, I'm very sensitive to this because we've got Bert's Big Adventure next week where we're taking these kids that have chronic and terminal illnesses down to Disney World with their families, and it's a real feel-good. It's a definite feel-good, you know? Um, and you guys are allowing us to do great work. But I can assure you this, that the podcast numbers on that every single year are super low, super low. But this one, I can almost guarantee when we come in Monday morning, we'll have a lot of hits. So I get conflicted on sharing stories like this because I know it's good for business, but I think it's bad for the soul. But I think it's also good to call out. Yeah, I I agree because they're saying stuff that people are thinking. So you think it's a small like cross section of people who feel this way. Guarantee you it's more than that. Um, And I can tell it now, uh, the older I get, it comes from a place of fear. So these people are afraid of looking like me. Like if you're afraid of gaining weight and you have to ask yourself why and people don't like fear and they reject it and it becomes hate and anger towards whatever they're afraid of. So when I hear hot takes like this, Mm -hmm. I just I feel bad because somebody has messed them up to a point in childhood where being fat and gaining weight is one of their biggest fears that they feel like they need to lash out against it so that they are like not put into the same category. Similar, like the older I get, the more it genuinely just sounds like projection to me. Like that's exactly Mm -hmm. what I hear when I hear people do things like this. Because to me, if you were spending as much time investing in your own life, like if you were fulfilled in your own life, you wouldn't be this concerned or even have the time to be in other people's lives. The same way Mm -hmm. they're telling everyone to invest in themselves, like, oh, invest in some microphones so that we can hear what you're saying. (laughs) Worry about yourself. Right, Abby? Yeah, I think a lot of podcasters, uh, your mics need to be taken away. For for things like this, and especially because I think they say it with the intention of thinking that it's shock value. I think people see mm-hmm. legends like Howard Stern get really big with you know their edgy takes, and I think they think that they can do the same thing. But what they don't realize is that quote unquote edgy take is not edgy; it's just mean yeah. and it's just cruel. So I hope that people called them out in the comments because it wasn't something that I found to be very uh, edgy or, or or you know you were saying what I was really thinking. I think what you were saying was actually incredibly mean. That is definitely the bad take of the week. You nailed that one. Thank you. Oh, well and I done. gotta give a shout out. It was a Burr Show listener that sent that to me. Aww. And they were like, this should be your bad take of the week. And I really like Abby's idea here. There should be bad take police. That when your bad take is this, this bad, the police just comes in like a SWAT team, takes your podcast equipment. <laughs> what, what equipment? It sounded like they were recording with a yeah, potato. Whatever it is. <laughs> they literally circle your studio and say, come out with your mics up. <laughs> and they take your stuff because your take is so bad. I, that, that is a brilliant idea. It is. The Bird Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Bird Show's entertainment buzz. It's fashion's biggest night. It's the night where every celebrity gets to walk the iconic steps and say, look, I'm hotter, richer, and more fashionable than all you peasants. (laughs) It's the Met Gala. And the 2024 Met Gala will take place in May. And we finally know the theme and the co-chairs. The co-chairs are Bad Bunny, J-Lo, Chris Hemsworth, and Zendaya! I know you saw her on stage yesterday at that Dune thingy thingy. Oh, the premiere. She was at the premiere of the Dune movie. Wow. Yes. Damn. That is a vintage vulgar, by the way. She looks so good. If you're wondering why we're so excited, (laughs) 
<laughs> Zendaya has never looked bad ever. No. Zendaya, oh, whoever her stylist is, is putting in the wow. work, giving her incredible outfits. She always looks amazing. She's always the best dressed person on any red carpet. She pushes the envelope and it works like these stunning silhouettes and just from head, I mean, from hair to makeup to outfit, like she at a, such a young age, I would consider her a fashion and style icon. Now her stylist is a legend, La Roche. Um, or Law Roach, and I'm interested to see how she's going to do at the Met Gala because there have been rumors circling that they're retiring from the industry. So, and Zendaya is Law Roach's biggest client. Oh, really? So I'm wondering if it's going to stick around or if things will be totally different for the Met Gala. She also probably, arguably, is the best actress of this generation. She's phenomenal. She's so super talented. So incredible. What's uh, our theme? It, so the theme is the Garden of Time, which Vogue is describing as a celebration of clothing and fashion so fragile it can never be worn again. Oh, that was the dig at Kim Kardashian because of the Marilyn Monroe dress she wore. Or do you think they're trying to justify it with it? Like, oh, you can wear something like that and it's okay if you can never wear it again. I don't know. So it's also calling back to a short <laughs> st- face right now, by the way. Yeah. he is like It's like he's watching a fashion tennis match <laughs> and he has no flipping idea what is going on. He's not sure what he's supposed to clap for. (laughs) Doesn't know the rules of the game. (laughs) We talked about the Super Bowl all week. I know. I'm I'm on the door. I'm I'm tired of hearing Travis Kelsey drunk on a microphone. Let me have our clothing moment. (laughs) So it's calling back to a short story of the same title called The Garden of Time by somebody named J.G. Ballard. It came out in 1962. And it's about this garden taking place in a dystopian time, which has themes of fleeting youth and you know not being able to hold on to time so we're gonna see a lot of dystopian themes in people's outfits a lot of floral elements and i'm sure a lot of like wispy outfits of things that can never be worn again maybe kim kardashian will come back in marilyn monroe's dress again gotcha i'm so excited i'm so excited if this is zendaya's last go with her stylist you know she's gonna go out Mm -hmm. with a bang like, they're going to leave no crumbs on the table. I mean, when she showed up to the Met oh, in that Cinderella dress <gasps> and then her, you know, f- f- fairy. That was La Roche. That's La Roche? Yes. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and like the wand and then it, it started to glow. And I'm just like, oh, this is just, it's art. It is Art. And last night, was it the Dune premiere that yes, she, okay, she wore this like Power Rangers outfit, but, <laughs> but it was all metallic and silver. And no, like if I walked out, like I would look like Mr. Egghead, but because she's Zendaya, she looks like she could defeat Thanos. She's the sexiest C3PO I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. <laughs> my, funny. my favorite comment about that outfit was if you hadn't seen it, it doesn't have anything over the butt cheeks except like glass or <laughs> plastic. And someone's like, so if she farts, does it just fog up? Ah. <laughs> you really have to watch what you're going to eat that day. Yeah. I would so do that just to see it. Oh my God, that would be amazing. But yeah, that's a vintage peach uh, piece from Mulgar. So they were comparing like the the original model in Zendaya mm. and it's just, yeah, it's it's a piece of art. It's amazing. All right, could you spend Valentine's Day with an ex? Because that's what Cardi B and Offset ended up doing. I have no idea what's going on with these two. Are exes either. now? Yeah, well, because they they got, Cardi said that they were separated. it's like a day-to-day thing. This is truly like, this is the definition of like the dating antichrist. 
right here. Yep. Oh, where yeah. It's such a toxic relationship, but you just can't get out of it. The gravitational pull is there until somebody does something so bad that you're like, I am done. I don't know what else this dude can do. Yeah, I'm about to say, <laughs> I, I think he's maxed out at this <laughs> point. So she had said that they were separated and then they were sleeping together, but still separated. And they were photographed leaving Carbone in Miami. So maybe they're back together. They just toxically married. That's all that is. <laughs> and I think it might be like, you know what? I don't want to increase my number. We're really good in this one particular area. It's Valentine's Day. Let's go have a good time and then get out. Exactly. Uh-huh. That. All right. The back, this Backstreet Boy is deciding to change his name to Alexander James. I'll tell you who's switching up their image on your next eBuzz on The Birch Show. The Birch Show. All right, y'all. I think it might be time for us to gather around and do everything that we can to have an intervention for our producer, Katie, who has been hurting herself behind our backs. What are you doing? Katie, what are you doing? Oh, gosh. I'm not, I'm not hurting myself <laughs> like that. It was it was an accidental pain. An accident. What's she doing, Mo? Well, I was minding my business, doing our podcast in the moment, which is on Bert's Pioneer Network. We have to legally say that. We're not bragging. <laughs> <laughs> Be proud, damn it. It just sounds weird. And I kind of noticed Katie moving a little awkwardly in her seat. Mm -hmm. Wasn't exactly sure why. Mm -hmm. But she did tell me that she had something that she needed to get off her chest. My butt was on fire, (laughs) y'all. Your butt was on fire. My butt was on fire. Was Not there, in a like, girl, your ass is on fire. No. 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 Um, is there, was there a particular area of your birth yeah. that, w- uh, was that, your bur- that your butt was more on fire? Close to the gooch. <laughs> oh, <laughs> now that we know what that is, that's, that's bad. You get it now. <laughs> yeah. White people, that's the taint. <laughs> <laughs> so I was explaining to Mo yeah. that as a woman, we typically get Brazilian waxes, right? Correct. However, I have never had a Brazilian wax in my life ever because of the fear of the pain or whatever. Sure. Why on this particular day were you like, you know what? This is a good time in my life to try this. I'm about to tell you. Okay. Mm-hmm. So- <laughs> She's terrified of Brazilian waxes, by yeah. the way. Right? There's got to be a woman involved. I, I'm, I'm so terrified. So I was like, I'm not going to do it. I've always just shaped uh, myself. Okay. Uh-huh. So as, as, as a woman that does get a Brazilian wax from Sweet Peach Wax and Sugaring Studio, um, it is not a pleasant experience. There is definitely pain involved, but it's so f- quick and fleeting. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like they they get in there, they stick and move, man. You just you rip it off, and then you're good for like weeks on end. I, I'm one of the rare men in the country that will admit that he's had his butt done in this area. Yeah, and what the butt hole doesn't hurt. What Kristen is saying, okay, at least the butt area, because what Kristen is saying is absolutely not the truth. Yes, it is. Oh, not for me, it wasn't, man. What do you? It wasn't for I think you. they poured a gallon on that thing, and then the fear that they yeah. tell you, like, you got to keep your butt cheeks spread wide open, or they will stick together for the rest of your life. Okay. The fear that you have, you do have while that is happening is horrifying. No, it is not. You it is horrifying. So you, they do the front, and then you roll over on your stomach, and yeah, you do. It's like some people have you, like, kind of like push it up to spread the cheeks, but they okay. asked me, I spread my cheeks. Uh-huh. Like, you actually take your hands and you spread your cheeks and then they put the wax in the middle there or whatever, and then they just rip. Right. Now, yes, you don't want to let go because if you do, that's... Yeah, 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 it's yeah. going to be unpleasant. I My arms were sore when I got out of there <laughs> from, from flexing so hard to keep my butt cheeks open because the way they made it sound like, this is going to be permanent. You don't... 
You don't have to you pull that terrible. hard yeah, on your cheeks. Yeah, you're going to need a bag to poop uh, if, uh, if you <laughs> let your cheeks go after this. Anyway, and that area, for some reason, like the front... It's very painful. But the butthole doesn't hurt when they rip the wax. Uh, I'm oh. sorry. You and I are going to have to disagree okay, on this. Fine, okay, whatever. Well, I don't I, know if we helped you or not right there, Katie. No, but now I... No, no. Because now I, I'm not going back to the professionals at all. Because at first I was like, well, maybe I need to go to professional. Because I decided to take it upon myself. Um, I was thinking about certain positions. And I was like, Katie, it's kind of hairy. Was, was Katie upset with Katie's honesty? Yep. <laughs> you got to go in there and do something about it. It's time to uh-huh. clean it up. Yep. Yep. And I went in and did something about it. You did? You on your, uh, with a professional, right? No. Oh, oh no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, hey, oh. Here we go. Just one wax their own ass. With a, what, what kind of candle do you use? See, I didn't, I didn't wax. That's the problem. <gasps> I used a razor. Oh, yeah. I Girl, did I, my story on bonus not convince you not to shave? Nope. I did it after that, and I cut it. Oh, no. No, 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 I was bleeding for four days. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Ass was dripping. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I came into work. I tried to hide it. I tried to just. Oh, we. Uh-huh. Most painful okay. thing oh, no. in the future. <laughs> uh, give me a little heads up on the context of what we're talking about, so I can schedule it appropriately. <laughs> this is, so no, this is so. This is hella early to be talking about no, this. You know what, though, kids need to know this no, early. They, <laughs> they do before they become adults. This is the lesson that they. Their parents should be thanking us. A little behind the scenes <laughs> for scheduling purposes, Mo. I need to know if it involves nether regions. Okay, okay got you it. ain't gonna give me the details. Okay, because there's going to be like some 16 or 17 year old that is no. listening right now that had this thought, and I think Katie did nothing except help her you out. You just this saved morning. a gooch. <laughs> yes. One gooch at a time. Blast your little heart. So no more razors in that region, oh, huh? No, I, okay. I learned. Um, now you did not circle back and tell us why at yeah. this time that you decided to do this. And the only thing I can assume mm-hmm. is that there's a new lady in your life that we are getting close to game time, Ooh. and you want to be all cleaned up. You can say that. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but instead. You can say that. You nicked yourself. Yep. So how did the, I, I are now. How did the date go? Um, well, see, I just had to let it try to heal. Uh-huh. Mm. And then hopefully. Yeah. Once it's healed, it'll be game time. Okay. All right. Are, are you but, healed? Huh? Is, has it healed? Huh? Oh, you, you still down bad. No, it's a little scar now. So. Oh no! Oh, oh, you got a scab? Yeah. It's, it's a conversation piece now. It sure is. It's a piece of art. Okay. It gives you character. That is not a story I want to hear. Like no. All right, next time. Yeah. Will you? Can I take you to the professionals? Yes. Okay. okay. Absolutely. Please don't do that again. Yeah. Don't I do won't. that again. No. No. Yeah, make sure you keep the lights off. That's game time. <laughs> the Bird Show. All right, our listener Abigail is choosing her own adventure this weekend. She's got a very difficult decision to make. Which road to go down? Does she go to a very important work conference or does she go to support her boyfriend who she loves a lot and wants to give him some support because her boyfriend's relative passed away and he's got to go to a funeral. Hey, Abigail. 
Hi. Hi. Okay, do I have that right? That's it. You nailed it. All right, let's stack it up. So let's look at both sides here. Tell us about the work conference. Tell us about the boyfriend. Yeah. Well, um, the work conference, it's, it's significant. It's a big deal. I've been invited. I put a lot of work into this. It's with my boss and two senior colleagues. This is a chance I've really been working hard for and waiting for, and being included is a really big deal for me and my career. I'm just unsure if it's the right thing to do right now, and I it's it's kind of like down to the wire. I'm supposed to leave tomorrow, like less than 24 hours for this trip. Um, and sadly, you know, my fiance's grandfather passed away, and they were so incredibly close. The funeral is also Saturday, so I'm really torn between like, you know, do I go and attend this opportunity I've been waiting for, or do I need to be here to support the man I'm supposed to spend my life with, you know? Um, attending the conference is a professional milestone and I've worked for years for this. And on the other hand, the man I'm about to marry is heartbroken and having a really, really, really hard time with this. So to make matters worse, the worst part about it is my fiance thinks I've already canceled the trip. I have not, I really don't know what to do and I don't want to give up this opportunity that I've worked so hard for, but what's the right thing to do? Am I, am I obligated? Am I awful? Um, is there a way to help him through this by not being here with him? I'd really just appreciate some sure, some support, opinions, ideas. All right, I want to talk about this conference for just one second to try to get a feel yeah. of exactly how important it is. Uh, what are the ramifications if you don't go to the conference? And that's the thing. I think they would maybe understand, but it's more like, you know, prestigious. It's It's an honor. It's not something to give to everybody, you know. You know, while they would understand, I think it would set me back a little bit and it would kind of put me at the bottom of the list. And obviously someone else would get an, an opportunity to do this and be, you know, in the in the inner circle and be with, you know, that upper echelon of employees. And I just it just feels like I've earned this, you know. Go to the funeral. Like, especially how close your fiance was to his grandfather. Um Grief is so hard, and you need to be by his side. I I understand wanting to go to the conference. Um, your your employer should understand, and if they don't, I wouldn't even want to work for an employer that wouldn't understand yeah. that my fiance's grandfather passed away, who he's incredibly close to, and I need to be by his side to support him. Um, they should absolutely, totally understand that. Um, like it down down the road, you're not going to be. You're not going to be sad that you missed the conference. You are going to regret not being at your fiance's grandfather's funeral. No. So uh, I was I was in a similar situation when my grandmother passed. My my girlfriend at the time had a different obligation that she wanted to go to, and I thought I was doing the right thing by taking the pressure off of her and telling her to just go do what she had to do, and I'd be fine. And I never brought it up. She, I, I think, deep down when I said it. I was hoping that she would cancel it on her own, but she didn't. And I never held it against her because I gave her the option yeah. and I never brought it up. But honestly, I don't think I ever looked at her the same or our relationship the same. When I had to go through that situation by myself, I would go to the funeral. What you think, Dan? Yeah, your fiancé, because you are, I'm assuming, committing to the rest of your lives together, your fiancé is forever this career might be temporary. And I I really feel you hearing this because I understand that it seems like, well, it's just, he should just 
get over the fact that I can't be there and it would just be so much easier if he could just be okay with me not being there. But the reality is, is he clearly wants you there. And I think that's one of the downsides of being in a relationship is you don't just get to to think of yourself anymore. You've got to take this other person and their feelings into consideration. So even though I know it's not the decision that I can tell that you want to make, it's the right one. Yeah, it sucks, but this is going to set the tone for your relationship moving forward and how you guys support each other. Look at this as a test. It is the first test of your soon-to-be marriage where you're going to have to make a difficult choice for better or for worse. And I think you got to choose wisely on this Mm -hmm. one right out the gate. And I, as someone whose career is important to her, I know how much this is going to hurt you to pass it up. But it's a long-term investment. Yeah, this is this is why you choose a life partner, right? Yeah. I mean, for these really, really down times here, uh, I want that person by my side to help me out through the darkest of times, and he's going through one of those right now. So I think we got a clean sweep here. We do. Wow. Yeah, thanks, guys. Or as an option, you could zoom yourself into the conference from the casket. Right around the casket. <laughs> and you can do the presentation while you're at the funeral as another option. We'll show how dedicated you are. Because nobody here is, is providing any other options. I actually thought you were going to go the opposite and go to the conference and ask her fiance to zoom her into the funeral. <laughs> Either so she can way. Be there virtually. Either put way. you on the back screen of the church. Either right way. <laughs> you got plenty of options now. It's the Burt Show. The Burt Show. So I thought this was really super funny that um, a, a survey just came out. Survey said... Uh, who the NFL fans are that drink the most and least. Travis Kelsey. Really? Uh, not <laughs> not the players. Oh, the sorry. Fans. My bad. The fans. My bad. Right. Uh, and Atlanta Falcons fans came in as the uh, fourth highest drinking fans in the NFL. That sounds about right. It's been a long 30 years. To ease their <laughs> fame, yeah, essentially. To ease their fame. Makes total sense to me. All right, Cassie. Are they the a-hole? Is she the a-hole for calling out her boyfriend for the death of his ex? So they write, when I asked my boyfriend why he didn't have a girlfriend, he told me this story very soon into us talking that his ex killed herself because she was very depressed. Soon after, by puzzling the pieces together, I figured this seemed like he had made this up. The story aligned, but his ex is actually alive. It's a long story. What? Mm-hmm. I brought it up a couple of times since I was hesitant to talk about it, and he would just change the subject. Then when we got into an argument, I brought it up again, and I told him that he made this whole story up, and he got really defensive and said her name and to never mention it to him ever again. I looked up the name for hours trying to prove this, and it's nowhere to be found. There is no one with that name to even exist. I think he made the name up, too, just to get me to shut up. This is not something I can bring up because clearly it's sensitive and he's told me as such and he's drawn his boundary. But should I be upset that he's not being open with me? Is this a red flag? Would y'all bring it up again even though it's sensitive despite the fact that he's lying? And if I do bring it up again and try and call him out over the quote-unquote death of his ex, would I be an a-hole? But Whoa. So he... Oh, that is messed up. Yep. So he's, he told her this... What made her think it wasn't real that she had to investigate it? That That's that's, that's where, because I mean, like somebody tells you that, I would think you would take it at face value, but for some reason she felt the need to like see if if that really happened and she really unalived herself. Yeah, there's got, <laughs> unalived herself. Um, yeah, there has to be some kind of history of distrust for her to look into something like that because that's not something I would ever look back up. I would never either. She clearly doesn't trust him already. And with that being said, uh, if I'm in her position, 
if you you got to be 100 percent sure, though, if you are 100 percent sure that he is lying, I would bring it up again. <sighs> I, think, I would I would have to know why you made up such a, a a vicious lie like that. I think it's incredibly important to bring up, and I don't think it. I I, I think doing your background research isn't an a hole move. I think if you continue to pester him about it, like okay, maybe like just dial it back. But I will say I had an episode uh, on my podcast about this, but she was alive. Like it was this guy who was married to a woman, but he was having all these extramarital affairs and to get them to shut up about his actual wife, he would say, oh, well, she killed herself, even though she was very much alive. So to me, this is bringing up red flags, but that's just because I have hella trust issues because of my podcast. No, that's the biggest red flag ever right there. I mean, yeah, to <laughs> make up a story like that yeah that's like that's sociopath behavior mm-hmm. yeah it does seem like that's the reason though that makes sense like maybe he still wants to have a relationship with her and doesn't want his current uh girlfriend or wife i missed it but to actually even think about it or to think that anything's going on because it wouldn't even cross your mind if you think she's not here so that's the only reason i could think you would make up a lie like that yeah so maybe he's trying he's actually maybe she's actually the side piece and he's trying to hide it with this mm. big lie so this guy this kind of scares me was there some closure no, no, no closure. So she's not the a-hole if she brings it up then? Even uh, though he's drawn that boundary? Uh, uh, no. no. I say bring it up no. and then leave. Yeah. <laughs> if anything, she's the a-hole for not believing him yeah. when he said it the first time. That's, right. That's where I was going with that. I'm like, what made you decide to seek this out and to prove that something like that happened? Yeah, right? 100%. All right, so, um, Bert, I know we've been talking about bless your heart moments a lot lately. Mm-hmm. I know our producer Amber came on talking about how she went to Publix and wanted to order some Caucasian wings because she thought she was ordering Cajun wings. Well, I don't know if my phone was listening to me, but this bless your heart moment popped up in my feed and it's a woman bless her heart who did not know you could eat fruit from a tree what just 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 listen to her i can't be the only person on the planet that didn't know that you can just pick a piece of fruit off of a tree and eat it I had a friend come over a few weeks ago and she was like, Carly, why do you have a bag of lemons in your fridge? And I said, oh, well, I use lemons in my cooking a lot and sometimes I put them in my sparkling water. And she was just like, no, but why do you have a bag of lemons from the store? And I said, oh, well, sometimes I cook with them and I also put them in. And she said, no, you have a lemon tree outside. And I said, okay. And she said, so why do you buy lemons? And I said, because I cook with them. And, And she said, Carly, you have a lemon tree you just pick the lemons off the tree and you put them in your food or, or in your sparkling water. And I said, well, don't you have to do something to them? And she said, what do you mean? And I said, you don't have to do anything to the lemons. And she was pretty upset, which I guess I am one of the very few people. I didn't think that I was one of the very few people. Oh, boy. But maybe I am one of the very few people that didn't know that there is nothing that you have to do to a lemon before you eat it from a tree. You can just take it off the tree. <laughs> am I the only person? I'm 28. For reference, am I the only person? Say no. That's a bless your heart moment. Oh, Absolutely, man, okay. that's a huge one. And I went to the comments, and they they were brutal because this thing has almost like one million yeah. um, like likes and views or whatever. And then somebody said, "Next week we're going to talk about oranges." And she's like, "Oh, I have an orange treat." <laughs> <laughs> All right, I am armed today with plenty of these. Okay, because uh, I went online. We were planning on doing this segment a couple of days ago. Um, the first one was somebody that found out that when they were driving and they saw the sign "Blind Drive." Their parents told them that a blind person lived in that area, so to drive extra carefully. <laughs> Bless their heart. And they were about 22 years old before they realized that. All right, these are off of the internet. 
Uh, that's it. Seals the deal for me. I've been an American citizen for 54 years, and in all my time of being one, I've never seen an election this bad. I've had it. I'm done until you fix this country. I am packing my de- bags, and I am moving to Alaska. <laughs> They're going to get a rude awakening when they get to Alaska. <laughs> what are they getting, like Sarah Palin out there? <laughs> we will follow up with it. There's a lot of geography ones here, Okay. This one says, if dinosaurs went extinct 65 million years ago, then why is the Earth 20 and 21 years old? 2,021 oh, years wow. old. Oh, wow. Oh, Yikes. All right. We're just starting. Um, Mount Everest isn't in America? L-M-F-A-O-O-O-O-O. And then somebody writes, wait, what? <laughs> and somebody else writes, I just Googled it, and I'm so confused. I thought it was the S with the white men carved into it. Oh, Mount oh, Everest. <laughs> <laughs> just because it has a mountain. Yeah, Mount <laughs> yep, Mount Everest is Mount Rushmore. Um, well, how long would the pregnancy take if she had twins? Somebody responds mm-hmm. back, 9 plus 9 equals nine, 19 months. 19 months. Oh, my God. Oh, God. We had two stupids and yeah. one. One thread? <laughs> There's plenty of those. Yeah. Uh, my sister is pregnant. I can't wait to see if I'm going to be an aunt or an uncle. Um, <laughs> okay. Wow. What? <laughs> the, res- the first response was B. That's not how it works. <laughs> uh, and then this one. Uh, I ran into a glass door, and I think I might have a Caucasian. Oh. Uh. Contusion. Oh. Okay. Contusion. <laughs> All right. <Gosh. laughs> the Bird Show. The Bird Show.